Critter Pit. What's up? Number four. Welcome back. Welcome back. No guests this week. No. Just the boys. Just, yep. Back to basics. Back to it. Yep. How's it hanging? It's going good. It's going good. I was... I was feeling tired all day yesterday, and honestly, this movie raised my spirits so much. Yeah, I, it's it's a whimsical romp. It is the movie we're talking about, of course, is Armacord. Armacord, directed by Federico Fellini. Yep, nineteen seventy three. You want to give a plot synopsis of this your film? I was thinking about that, and so much <laughs> happens in this movie. So much. But dense. yeah, nothing really happens. You, you could, but. yeah, nothing really happens. But I feel like you could spend like ten hours, mm-hmm. like just syn- synopsing what happens. It's almost, almost slice of life. Yeah, it is. I was thinking this is, has to be one of like the best ensemble movies yeah. ever. Like it's a all the characters are so good. With yeah. no growth, really. No, it's not really. Just, it's just about adolescence. Yeah, much. just I mean the the title translates to I remember. Yeah. And it totally feels like that. It's like it's such you remember all these film. little characters in your life, mm. and you're like, ah, oh, like my grandpa used to always talk about his big, yeah. how big his dick is, yeah. <laughs> like stuff uh, like that. Like Benito Mussolini, just all yeah, the, just images of my childhood. Yeah, but it's basically yeah, just about a kid in this little seaside town mm-hmm. as he I, doesn't grow up, but it's just like a year kind of in, yeah. in the town, I think. And it like follows the seasons and yep. his crushes and all his yep. friends and everything. <laughs> his many crushes. and <laughs> It's crazy. This is a crazy <laughs> movie. I dude. love I put this in my top four. Yeah, this movie slaps. This movie is incredible. Movie, but... I went in like fully expecting it to be like eight and a half and being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to have to like yeah. think about a lot. It's it going to be like kind of a, not a was, drag, but like really surreal. It was, it was really what I thought it was going to be, but more like adult. I mm. thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be what it was, but more like Kitty, honestly. Okay. Because, like, reading up on it, it's, like, about his childhood and yep. nostalgia, but it's very frank. It's like, yes, it is. Everyone's really gross. Yep. <laughs> you know? People are nasty. <sighs> it's A lot awesome. of sexuality and everything. In yes. This. Which, totally, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you're, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but, like, maybe 16? Yeah. Maybe. I was thinking younger than that. Yeah. He looks old. Yeah, the main character looks like Archie. If he's sixteen, all I was thinking. that's crazy. <laughs> Half the stuff he's doing. Yeah, but yeah, some like thirteen, fourteen. Really? I was thinking. Oh, you're thinking that young? Yeah. He's okay. Pretty young. He's. I don't know. Yeah, but he looked old. Him and all his mm-hmm. friends looked like mid twenties. Based on what they were doing, that's what it felt like. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, I was thinking, yeah, like in the fourteen to sixteen age range. Mm-hmm. From. I don't know. There's just like. But yeah. maybe younger makes sense too, because mm-hmm. they are pretty like childish. It's very whimsical. It's so whimsical. everyone's whimsical. Everyone's silly. Everyone's so silly in this movie. The movie starts with like a giant bonfire. Yeah, <laughs> and, they... and I love the prank <laughs> they do there. Where they just trap, <laughs> they just the, trap the guy there. on the top with the I, witch. I rewatched that scene a few times because I was like, "Do you not see him get down?" But there's a he kind of comes down where you see him like scurry off the other yeah. side yeah but i'm like you wait <laughs> just a second. burn him <laughs> what's the implication here but he just gets away god yeah. bless him i love that though this everybody in this town such is so fun, silly such a funny movie yeah uncle tio uncle tio oh my god best character that was another reason that i think it'd be so great up. to have jake on <laughs> yeah we've seen him do that just like go off and, i want a woman i want a woman <laughs> 
Uncle Tio is the best character ever. Dude. I love the, I love all the characters in this. Uncle Tio I, is I love so the good. blind accordion player. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Get the man. fuck away from me. There's so many characters in this. There's so many. Something about that. They're all quite memorable Lots to you. Lots of characters, period. Love it. Yeah. The douche priest. The douche love priest. The douche priest. I love period. that. I love when uh, the main character's name is Tita, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Tita's like confessing and he's thinking about all the times that he's yeah. like masturbated yeah. and like to all the people he has too. Yeah. He's like going through this like whole mental turmoil and That's the awesome. priest is just like doesn't totally checked out, doesn't give a fuck. All he hears about and then, the flower. And then I love <laughs> the next kid comes. He doesn't even say anything. You're absolved. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love how it doesn't even follow the main character. Really. No. It, it's tangential. It like runs yep. off with whoever. Pretty much. I love how characters just like talk to the camera. I love it, dude. That There's, fucking narrator character. Yeah. The, I had written down as Mr. Lawyer. And for some reason. I think he was the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the best. He's I great. I love that. I love guy. his look. Yeah, I love like the history lessons he's given. I really like it. He's so dope. I it's really so, it's so much fun. It's so fun. I love the stories of the hotel mm. and like the one I like merchant guy. I don't really I don't remember his name, but he mm. had a weird hairline. Oh. But he's telling the story of how he like broke into the hotel oh, and, he's and he the pied sex piper. with the yeah, the pied piper. Fuck, and, man, he's playing like the flute 30 and all, 30 women in yep. bikinis are just They're all dancing. doing like the snake dance and like Yeah, even he's like a snake charmer. Seen, one other Fellini, which is eight and a half. Yeah. It's it's a lot of similar ideas. Just hordes of women and mm-hmm. dreamlike fantasies. Yep. It's crazy. But I, and you, I, I like it in this movie. Box set. Honestly, I, I was yeah, thinking about that after. Going through all his movies and they all sound so dreamlike and yep. surreal. It's like, ooh, damn. This movie, it's crazy. Like, it's so good. I, I really, really liked it. <laughs> I, I had such a good time watching it. I was... It blown away by it yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's so funny that scene in the theater where he's trying to get close <laughs> he to just girl. keeps moving closer and closer is so funny dude are you looking for something <laughs> gradicia uh yeah gradicia i oh, like the story God. of how she got her name as yeah. well yeah i love how that shot like looking at the camera mm-hmm. a lot of like meta sort of fourth wall breaking yeah well it's very one line that i wrote down i didn't write down the exact line but when the lawyer, he's talking to the camera for a while mm-hmm. at, when they're on their way to go look at the boat. Mm-hmm. One of the, the boat. other people who's on a boat is just like, ah, stop bothering them, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, let them yeah. enjoy the movie. Yeah. I like that a lot. And he like, he flirts with the women in the movie too. He, he's in the movie too. Mm-hmm. He I is. I love that. He's not just part of our world. He's a character. Yeah. It certainly feels like recollections. It does. I wrote and down. I think also like all the characters they're all like how you remember people like mm. it's just like oh like my dad he beat me yeah. <laughs> but he was like silly <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this reviewer named larry i stole all these buzzwords from him about this film so shout out larry shout out he described it as carnival-esque yep as a fever dream fractured memories yep how everyone in the film is fellini which mm-hmm. i found very interesting Probably. to think about and how it's a theatric production of your own mind Mm-hmm. And that's a lovely, lovely way to put it. So shout out, shout out, Larry. Something that I was also taken aback by, going off that like carnival, like mm-hmm. it's so bright. Like this movie is so colorful mm-hmm. and like they use colors very well. Like not saturated, but it's just sea. like it's so bright and like mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah, because I, I don't know if this was in the copy that you watched, but before they're like, this is a restoration. There's like some mm-hmm. missing things. No, yeah, the audio that. is a little wa- 
uh, janky. But and so I was kind of expecting it to look like really bad. Yeah. And then it just looked incredible for the I whole did. thing. I did used colors very well. Yep. The reds on the Gracia. Yep. Blues of the sea. The just blues that of like the sea. washed out yellowy bit on the whole Uncle Tio escapade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can we go back to Uncle Tio? He is so good. <laughs> He's so is funny. A little troll. He's he a little troll. Stones in his pockets. And Why do you carry trees. stones in your pockets, Uncle Tio? <laughs> and he just fucking chucks them at him. Everybody goes up the ladder. It's so good. I was rolling on the floor watching. That. Yeah. And then the little nun comes. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's leaving, he's like, see you later, Tita. Yeah. <laughs> nice seeing you. Yeah. I love him. Absolute best character ever. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love when he's just like looking at the sunrise or like yeah. the, the landscape. Oh, he's pissed his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love those shots of him up in the tree. They're so mm-hmm. funny how they're framed. Yeah. Just a little. You can like barely see him. Just poking out in the yep. foliage. So I fun. want a woman. Shout out, though. Uncle For Tio. real, dude. Saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. Everyone in this movie is just like, just kind of nice, you know? Like, yeah. Quite a horny film. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense if it's about adolescence, right? That I'm thinking Fellini might be an ass guy. Because there's a lot of ass shots in this film. There's a lot of boobs as well, though. Yeah. The tobacco lady. That's a crazy scene. You want to talk about that? That's a crazy <laughs> scene. That, that seems wild, man. I'm so strong. <laughs> it's set up that she's like one of his crushes. That yeah. All the boys in the town love her, right? Yeah. He masturbates to her. Yeah. <laughs> they all do in their car and together. You think that scene is like fantastical? Because this film often goes into mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know how like much of this is, fantasy. yeah, like real. But then also him getting shut down. Yeah. Should we describe the scene to the viewers? Sure. sure. So he goes in right as the tobacco shop is closing. Yeah. There's this woman that works there, and she's like quite voluptuous. Mm-hmm. Is that a good description? Yeah. Um, And he's like, I just want one cigarette like before mm-hmm. you leave. And she's like packing up. She's kind of mad, but like also yeah. a little entertained by him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, let me help you move the the tobacco or whatever and he's and she's like no you're too weak and then oh, he yeah. like goes on to brag about how strong he yeah. is and he's like i bet i could lift you up yeah and then she's like oh i bet you couldn't mm-hmm. and then so he lifts her up yeah. once and he's like already kind of out of breath and he lifts her up a couple more times just and after that that third time the tobacco lady is she's, she's fully into him she's loving she's it. busted she's busted her boobs out yeah <laughs> And, and then, then uh, yeah, he sucks his her boobs. Yep, blows on he them blows on them initially, <laughs> which is kind of what makes me think it's not a fantasy because yeah, it's like it's so awkward. Yeah, and he fucks it up. He fumbles. He fumbles the bag, but also, it's good. Like I don't it's, think he. Yeah, yeah. She's like thirty years old. Yeah, not older. And he's like thirteen to sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those times where it's like, oh, it's better in your imagination. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's That's a, a crazy, crazy scene. scene. A lot of crazy scenes, and it's the one, the whole church scene where all the confessions, but the bit where the boys are talking about like jerking off in the car. In the car. And then just the shot of just the car. It's all just like. I love how the the lights are going on and off as well. It's It's great. 1973. Yeah. This is like, feels like a raunchy 2000s comic. It does. It's awesome. One of my favorite scenes. Ahead of his time, Zeppelini. Honestly, like all the scenes are so good. Like my favorite, but one of my favorites is when they have the Mussolini face. Mm. And I forget, but the the fat kid who has a crush Mm -hmm. 
Um, and throughout the whole film, he has a crush, and he has a fantasy that Mussolini, this giant, like, fake head, is marrying them. I have a funny story. I love that. I saw that giant Mussolini head, and I'm like, I can for sure draw that, right? For sure. Just a few lines. (laughs) And I got really distracted while drawing it, and it got very, like... (laughs) <laughs> what happened were you trying to do a blind I was watching contour the film and then i was just like and this goes and i like stopped paying attention and then when i looked back down, yeah i love it looks just like mussolini the mouth came very far away from the nose yeah i love that though yeah that was a great scene they're that all fascists in this town <laughs> i know except for his dad he gets, he's a communist apparently yeah yeah he's a little uh insurgent yep is he the one who played the music in the bell tower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I, well, all I, of them gunned it down. Yeah, because he says that um, his brother ratted him out, right? Oh, so I think that fucker. I think that that's kind of like that brother-in-law character who doesn't speak. Yeah, oh, but he God. juggles. He does juggle. That's pretty cool. I love that father though. Yeah, that scene where he gets tortured. Pretty crazy scene. Yeah, drinks the dark. castor oil. Very dark. And then. Like, that seems like a core memory, right? Where it's, like, you come in and you just remember your dad, like, smelling really bad. And it's, like, it's pretty brutal. It is brutal. Even though it's, like, still whimsical and he, like, laughs. He's like, (laughs) Yeah. It's very, I don't know. It was, like, traumatic. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that. And then when he gets home, just how quickly he goes into yelling at his kids. He's like, I'll kill all of you. (laughs) I love that, though. And also, like, there's a line that I was like, it can't be true, but. It was like 99% of Italy is fascist or whatever. And I was like, that's probably how like Fellini would remember it, right? It's just like always surrounded by it, except for like his dad. And he's like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, everybody else is like, why can't you just like join this cause, you know? We're all so happy. It's such a a dope thing to set up a kid's movie. Not a kid's movie, but like a whimsical, lighthearted film. Mm -hmm against such a dark backdrop yeah it, it's a lot of i was getting pinocchio vibes from this me too the new uh Guillermo del toro one yeah because it's just like that backdrop it makes for such an interesting film except the del toro one is way darker than yeah. this. like yeah <laughs> they go a lot more into the fascism yeah they criticize fascism a Which, lot more i think that's definitely do you think that's more of a product of just it's so far removed from it it feels you mean Pinocchio or this In movie? Pinocchio. So that probably gives them more time to, mm-hmm. to have thought about it. Like, yeah. Because this, this was I, only like 30 years after all of it. So. Yeah. And like, so it's a fresh memory. Like, mm-hmm. especially in Italy, everybody would mm-hmm. know. Like, yeah. you don't need to be critical of fascism. Yeah. <laughs> in a place where fascism was just overthrown. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously. Because in this, it feels just much more of just like a backdrop mm-hmm. it feels like big concepts that the film doesn't even feel bothered really to get into because when you're I a like, kid you're not bothered it, by it's, it's it you don't like think big about ideas in the background which yeah i think is a cool concept it's just like the contrast and everybody's like they're all like i want to touch it, yeah. el duce i want to touch you yeah el duce yeah i was really hoping for a mussolini i was too but honestly i'm more happy it was just that giant that face, face was sick, it was awesome i just wanted a ridiculous could you imagine if it had been like him bursting through the face. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Il Duce. <laughs> That'd be sick. I do love the the one we got in Del Toro's, though. Yeah. Just the short. Biggest character. Big fucking chin. Yeah. I love that. Both this great films. Such a great yeah. good double feature. It would be a good double feature. Fascist down. Italy. Fascist this, Italy. This in Solo. It's like opposites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I much prefer this to Solo. Me too. Infinitely. I prefer this to Solo. In, yeah, I could rewatch this movie 
mm-hmm. for like I could I could watch this movie a lot before I think I would get bored of it because yeah. just so much happens, so many fun scenes. It feels yeah. like just a, a movie I could watch in childhood mm-hmm. and repeat watch throughout all my life. And then you just take something new. Mm-hmm. There's this line I wrote down, which you think this is a saying or just for this movie? It said, "A wet bride is a lucky bride." Is that an entendre? Is that a saying? What is that? That seems like an entendre, right? Mm-hmm. But that could thinking. be a saying as well. Like I could, a wet bride is a lucky bride. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny scene. Yeah. You know, for how kind of sad that marriage was, kind of represented like a loss of hope in a way. Yeah. It was vibes. It was pure vibes. The, like and where the it kids was. kids are there. You know, it was just so beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. It's just green and blue. Yeah. It's wonderful. There's a lot of those where it's just like we're suddenly there now. Like yeah. suddenly Aunt Miranda has died, even though yeah. the mom was just sick. Yeah. That hospital was rough. It was. Uh I, that was that was probably the like saddest part mm-hmm. of the movie. It's just like and it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of this. It, because just, it feels just fractured. It feels yeah. just like the big moment. You're trying to remember, remember the year. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this happened. Oh yeah, and then mom was sick for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But rip. yeah, Lose rip, rip Aunt Miranda. Rip. I was like, I I remember the name. I couldn't yeah. remember the character. <laughs> Maybe a face. Yeah. Maybe. I think that she was at the dinner. Mm. I love the dinner. I love the, the grandpa. The, you say Uncle Tio. I think the grandpa might yeah, be my favorite. He is pretty dope. Like the first conversation, they're just all eating their food. No, grandpa, have some food. He's like, my father's father. They called him. <laughs> what did they call him? It was like. It was big meat, <laughs> big meat, and all day. And he would oh just do like God. the thrusting motion. Yeah, he was, it was the great. It's just so many great. Called characters. him big meat. Those family, that family dinner scene got crazy, crazy. too. Just escalate into like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm, I'm gonna kill my. I'm gonna kill myself first. Yeah. And, they're just and the like, kids are laughing. Biggest face open. Tito, like where, be, Tito, that, where were you yesterday? <laughs> oh, I went to the movie. It was so great. I, yeah. I fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, okay, so you lived through all of this for sure. Like, yeah. That feels like such a strong memory. Yeah. Man, was your parents like always kill herself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that you would run cool. away. I loved all the really big pots. That's something that we miss in today's mm. modern age. We don't have like big pots, giant pots to like bathe in or to make like That's that true. like huge meal. Yeah. I thought those were pretty cool. God, bring back big pots. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. We're, that's going to be our match. first merch line. Yeah, <laughs> big bathing pots. pots. <laughs> I got a quote from about Fellini from Roger Ebert. Okay, he said he loved breasts more than Russ Mayer, more guilt than Igmar Bergman, and more flamboyant than Busby Berkeley. <laughs> I like that quote. That's true. Yeah, he was the master, the maestro. This movie doesn't feel very guilty. No. It's not like it's not like a confession. It's just you like you feel more of that in like even eight and a half. Yeah, I think. yeah, which yeah. we'll get to. Yeah, we will. I'm excited to watch more Fellini though. Me too. This was awesome. That's like my biggest takeaway from this yeah. is just I want to watch all of it. Yeah, because it's so dope. Yeah, and it's so magical. It's so magical, and it's. I feel like I've seen things like this, but like they never go as crazy because this movie yeah. is, is only two hours long but it's full two hours, like it three is minutes full. everything lows yep. and peaks yeah happiness sadness yep and sexual I also, experiences oh, I love the motif of seasons changing yes it was so great all films should use that 
just let poplar seeds flowing through. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. It's the first spring. And then it's also, today is like, we're yeah. beginning of spring, so. Is it? It's a good time to watch the movie. Well, uh, last week. The 21st, yeah. I think, well, is the it first is, day. It is getting pretty nice out. Not today. It was like minus 20 in the morning. That's true. I did just get up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful film, though, and I recommend it it's to everybody. It's a beautiful film. I, I highly think, recommend this. I was going through all Fellini's like, filmography the other day. Yeah. Just reading through it. And this man sounds so dope. Mm-hmm. It's called The Maestro. I love that nickname. Yeah. That's a sick name right there. Yeah. And he, he is obsessed with the carnival. Believe yeah. it or not. You get that from this movie. There's He's a lot obsessed of... with clowns. Yes. I know he has another movie that you were telling me about, about a, a clown. This is crazy. This one. Okay. It's called The Clowns. Okay. 1970. And the description is, Fellini exposes his great attraction for the clowns and the world of the circus, first recalling a childhood experience when the circus arrives nearby his home. Then he joins his crew and travel from Italy to Paris, chasing the last greatest European clowns still live in these countries. So it's just like a documentary. Yeah. Okay. And he's just like part of a circus, (laughs) just living it up. That's so cool. Do you imagine how great is that? He's like the subject of this. Yeah. Going to a circus and it's like Fellini or it's like, have you ever been to a circus? Spielberg? No, I have. I've been to Cirque du Soleil, but I know that's different. It's just like acrobats. I think it's from Quebec. Yeah. It's stupid. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It does sound pretty cool. But I'd like yeah, to go to, to a circus. circus. Vaguely remember it. But I'm obsessed with that aesthetic now. Yeah. No, that's who I am. That's everything. <laughs> this movie was my was my adolescence, I would actually. I, I would direct that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt said that today in class as well. <laughs> a horror movie, that's the kind of movie I'd direct. I'd direct that. I love I'd that. I'd direct that. Yeah. I I'd direct this, up. though. The boat. The boat's real. Yeah, the Rex. I looked it up. That's a very cool boat. That boat. It was glimmering. Yeah. It had lights all over it. I love that. It was just huge. The shots of them just like out there on the ocean are such a vibe too. Yeah. Do you know when it sank? Hmm? I did look it up. It was shot down by Americans in 1944. Yeah. It wasn't even... uh, Because it was just kind of like sitting abandoned. Yeah. I was reading it wasn't even part of service. Yeah. Got hit by 123 rockets, apparently. Yeah. Well, because I think it's like a luxury (laughs) cruiser. And like, what are you going to do with a luxury cruiser during World War II? Transport? I guess. It's just so big. Yeah. Yeah. Which is too bad, because it's just a magical moment in this movie. It is. I love the accordion player. (laughs) What's it look like? What's (laughs) it look like? Describe it to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a magical moment, but then I love just that cognizant thinking. Mm -hmm. This is the pinnacle of fascist engineering, too. So it's it's something to think about as well. This whole, yeah. Just knowing that in the background. That's what's so dope about it. Because I didn't didn't even know when this was set um, when I first watched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could tell. But, like, once they started talking about the fascism mm-hmm. and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have guessed necessarily that it was that. Fascist Italy films. I haven't seen too many, but it's interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's pretty much like Germany, but then you have that, like, it doesn't come from them aspect. Yeah. It's like, this is kind of pushed upon them, but then it's also, like, part of the national conscious just with the rulers doing it yeah so it's it's an interesting dichotomy well you were telling me that there was like a film school for yeah um that's where people. federico went and he it was did like okay i was wondering if he was old enough i'm pretty sure he okay. did um but i actually want to fact check yeah. this just so i'm not speaking up my ass yeah but like it was set up by 
the fascist government mm-hmm. to do like propaganda film propaganda. pretty much. Yeah. Because I think Leon, you said, went there. Sergio Leon. Maybe. He seems like the right age. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's it's a really interesting thing to think about, like the power of film. And then mm-hmm. even this movie, not necessarily like directly being critical of yeah. um, fascism. Although uh, I guess they torture a guy. They torture they his do. father. But still, yeah. like the, not the, the world... Yeah, is like it's a very pleasant community. It's almost and like ninety nine percent of them are fascists. Which just been like invaded pretty much mm-hmm. by this. this when they're politics. always talking about like, and you kind of it it lets you kind of understand the history of fascism in Italy mm-hmm. and why it could be there. Like I like that connection to Rome. I never thought about that and how like the the Heil symbol is the same the Ave. That's oh. what they would say in Rome, and it's the same Ave thing. True to Kaiser. Yeah. And so I I hadn't thought about that at all, but it it makes a lot of sense, you know, and also like Caesar, Kaiser, like they all come from the the history, which is Roman and then Mm -hmm. therefore Italian. So it is a fascinating, fascinating thing to think about. Yeah. Just those Roman roots. Yeah. And just how like prevalent they still seem to be like just Mm -hmm. because that's how proud of Rome. It's kind of that thing we're talking about in Seven Samurai up just with that, like looking back to those traditional ideals mm-hmm. with the samurai yeah. using that as propaganda almost mm-hmm. with the bushido code yeah never surrender type shit yeah um you can kind of see that in italy with the romans yeah is that like because that that's a talking point a lot with like conservative politics just like that return to rome that idealization yeah. of rome but it's so i can like, see how that could lend itself to yeah, a lot of talking points within that party. Rome has just been so like romanticized. But it was—I don't know—it doesn't sound that peachy. No, slavery yeah, it, and all that. Slavery, I mean, fascism. You just feel like yeah. when it's like a Caesar and like ancient times, you don't think about it as being fascism. But like, you don't was, think as kings as of. being fascists. But like yeah. they are. It's it's like a same thing, different different name, different name, pretty yeah. much. So it's interesting to, and then just. Everybody thinks fascism, not everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of people think fascism is being like a very negative yeah. um, thing. So first for that word to be used so positively in this movie is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There was, there was one scene they used. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's a different movie I watched yesterday. Okay. So back to the, uh, the Italian fascist cinema thing. Yes. Because I've been researching this in the background. Yeah. Trying to get this right. <laughs> so it's... That's why we need Jake here. Cinecita Studios. Cine, and then C-I-T-T-A. And it was a large film studio in Rome, Italy. It was uh, constructed during the fascist era as part of a plan to revive the Italian film industry. Filmmakers such as Federico Follini, Roberto Rossellini, Leone... have all worked there so it must still be a thing it's just like it's just changed (laughs) it's still fascist Fellini would Fellini have been because he's all like 60s 70s so yeah I could see it maybe Fellini's a fascist I mean he's a director right like it's kind of like a fascist role he looks great that's a leader that's a man who looks like he'd be a director. Yes, he does. He's got that. He's got that Jimmy Lee hairline. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I'm working with him. Yep. Yeah. No, this was a great movie, it and was. like, just a series of vignettes. 
It was beautiful. It's a beautiful romp. It reminded me a lot of Never like seen. Wes Anderson. Yeah, like it yeah, had those kind sure. of vibes. Compositionally, really, it yeah. was a lot of like balance shots. Yes, there was a lot of that that I quirky noticed. Vibes, yeah, definitely with the characters and dialogue, very quirky. Yeah, an emphasis on the quirk, if you mm-hmm. But this didn't go like as far. Much better than Wes Anderson. I would say so <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, much better than Wes Anderson. It's like if you want to watch a Wes Anderson movie, maybe mm-hmm. watch this instead, and yeah, just like broaden your horizons a little bit because. This is close, but it's better. It's better, and it's, I don't know, it's just super. I'm a bit of a Wes Anderson hater, but. Yeah, Ethan hates Wes Anderson. Fuck. You're going to, this is some breaking news. The new poster for Wes Anderson's new movie came out. I saw it, actually. I was about to bring it up. Yeah. Asteroid City. It looks looks like the Paris, Texas poster. I know. Are you talking about the one with, like, the crater? Yeah. Looks epic. Epic. Of epic epic proportions. Of epic proportions. (laughs) And also just epic in quality. Yeah, I mean, an insane cast written by Roman Coppola. Speaking Roman Coppola. Yeah. Son, brother. Son of Francis. Fuck yeah. The brother Coppolas are the Coppolas are crazy. God, I love Nick Cage so yeah. much. You're wearing the pants. Yeah, I bought some Hell pants yeah. yesterday. Those look Very good. Very comfortable. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. I love that guy. Changed his name from Coppola. How sick is that? Yeah, to make it on your own. It's great. I don't know how much of I that have is movie. true. But well, I mean, yeah, I have a movie here where he Nicholas Cage is credited as Nicholas Coppola, and that is That's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Burning. Yep, he's in this film, and but he's Nicholas Coppola. Oh, I saw you were watching a lot of uh, Safty shorts the other day. Yeah, I found a website. Um, it's a really cool site. I would actually like really? to shout out. You gotta send that to me because last night I was getting so frustrated. I saw you watch the Acquaintances of Lonely John of a Lonely it was great. John. And I was searching everywhere online to try to find that and watch it. Benny, 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 our friend Benny. And I was no. just getting cocked out there, dude. I could not find it anywhere. I'll send it to you right now. I'll also say it on the pod because I sent it to my friend. So yeah, I wouldn't shout out. lose it. It's our first sponsor. Um, it is Alara.world. For sure. And nice. that's shout the website. Out. And it's, it has a bunch of safety shorts. It has a whole bunch of safety shorts, but also like just a whole bunch of like New York shorts kind mm. of. So there's mm. Ariel Pink. You know the guy who's like, I'm an NYU film graduate. Yeah, there's one Sucka. There's one where he's in it. Fuck yeah. So, wait, I just copied the link and put Sucka. it on my own. Ethan the Q. But it's it's a really cool looking website. That and they have cool. like shorts and movies. And, no, it's all free. Damn, dude. Shout out to Lara, guys. So, yeah, the, and it's all kind of from the dates. But all the first like three are just. Why is it there? Safety Brothers. Why movies. is it there? But. Every other place online, I cannot find a working copy of it. Look, it's called your bet. You bet your nose, your noise. Oh, fuck. It's great. Love to read the letterbox reviews of that. It's not on Letterbox that movie. Oh, yeah, I, I was looking it. far and wide. Wide. I can't watch it then. I've been noticing that Letterbox has been uh, not great for short films. No, no, there's I don't been watch a couple a ton of short films. I've been watching quite a few because I've got the Criterion channel, and there's mm. a lot on there. And then I found this website and watched like a whole it bunch. It's a beautiful subscription. Yeah. It is. There's a lot. I've been watching all of these movies. They've all been on there, I think. I should get it. How much a month? Uh, I think it's like 12 a month ah, or something. Can't justify it. Yeah. I can't justify it because I canceled just... another couple of subscriptions. So. Yeah. But they have all the I like bonus features and stuff. It's cool. I just love the collections they have. Mm hmm. Because it's all these curated films in one spot. You have like yeah. genres like black exploitation. Yep. You know, you have like 
70 sci-fi. I watched a collection there one time. Really cool. And they're always changing. They're always cycling too, which I think is pretty cool. Have you ever uh, heard of A Boy and His Dog? No. It's a great 70 sci-fi film right there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome little movie. What's it about? A Boy and His Dog in the End of Times. And it's like where Fallout got so much of its inspiration. It's really cool. Mm. Okay, cool. Very dark comedy though. Yeah. (laughs) Very dark. They're just walking around at the end of the world. And he can talk to his dog. Okay, that's good. Can the dog talk back? Yeah. Okay. They're telepathic, I think. Okay, interesting. Speaking of Criterion, I paid my taxes. I did as well. $28. Yeah, mine was 26 I think. That's rough. Yep. It's expensive. It is expensive. We're on all fronts out here. We got to move to the States, I think. I know. We just got to make the move. Because the Criterion business... It's not making much sense. It's not. It doesn't make sense here in Canada. No, it's it's just it's not stupid. the. It's not the nation for it. Either that, or they got to open up Barnes and Noble in Canada. Yeah, straight up, we are suffering out here. Yeah, it, like, it's a damn shame. Fuck, dude, it's such a sadness. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to move to the states though. No, like I don't really feel any if desire. I was rich, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if I was rich, I'd move to New York and just yeah, like live that just, kind of it's life. Just vibes. I have a friend who's living in New York, right? Well. I, someone I knew in high school, not really a friend, um, and they're just like so rich, just like really what they do. Well, they're a model, but oh. like their parents have a lot of money. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna say their name, but any of the Full people name, that I went address. to, <laughs> any of the people that I went to high school with will know. I'll show you their Instagram. Um, but they're just like so rich. They go like clubbing and like drinking Fuck, every dude. night, and they have like these crazy outfits. And you know no, they're, they're twenty one. Shout out, like honestly, if I could have that life, I obviously would I would. But um, also, I I can't. It's crazy. Hey, when just you get like, that life through your work and grind, it'll be it's that much more true. Satisfying. But just like Damn. they go to like Oscar parties, what the and just fuck? shit like that, where you, it's like you just know people, dude. Yeah. Well, I just I went to high school with them. But yeah, they're like a model, like. I don't know. Out, out, dude. Out, It's out. crazy. I would love that life, but also... I know a guy who lives in Vancouver. Shout out. Doing some engineering school. Yeah. So that's, that's my flex. Yeah. Uh, New York is awesome, though. It is. It It's pretty awful, but... What I do you mean it. awful? Just like... It's, it's a rough place. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's crazy, dude. It is crazy. A lot of homelessness. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of homelessness. Crime. A lot of crime. A lot of organized stuff like crime. That. But also, that's like so cool. Like it, it just is. has such. I, I've been to New very York romanticized, once. very romanticized. But, but I, I, I've been I'm there once, and it was baby. just like it's the vibes, energy dude. is insane. Concrete jungle where dreams are made. It's of. so true. It's so true. I don't know. I like and it, and I think that Red Deer is going to be the next New York, dude. It's if coming I have up. To say about it, it will be. It will be. <laughs> I grew up with a lot of New York haters, and I was always the New York lover. So. How could you grow up with New York haters who who hated New York? Just my friends. My God. You know who you are. Oh, it's stinky. It sucks. It's stinky. It's crime ridden. It's And then you're like, look around. We live in like dude one of the crime capitals. Yeah, make it look so cool. Have you watched Casey Neistat's vlogs? I wanna be that drone doing three sixties in the New York Times Square. Just that like they have a park in the middle of the city. Which isn't that cool. Red Deer has like six of them. Yeah, but their park is huge. It's have like probably the size of Red Deer. Canyon, bro? I have not. <laughs> have you been to Rotary Park? <laughs> I have been to Rotary Park. It's pretty sick. Yeah. 
Pretty the big sick. staircase. Yep. Very sick. You get a good view up there. Dude, shout out Red Deer, honestly. Shout out Red Deer. Better That's than New York. <laughs> better than New York. You're hearing it here. Who's, uh, who's the Casey Neistat of Red Deer? Who's our mm. vlogger king? Who's going to do that? Vlogger king. That's like an ins- like. I don't know any vloggers. Yeah. That's crazy. Us. Did he edit his own videos as well? I think so. That's crazy that he was producing those daily. Yeah, that is. For I like, never watched any of them. How, like years. I watch those like every day. I watched they're one. They're just vlogs, but like they're very mind. well edited and like for a 24-hour turnaround only to that go back to it the next day. Self-made man. Self-made man, I believe. I think Casey, I like Casey, but I mean, it's a little iffy, right? But I don't know. What's he iffy on? Let's get into this. Well, not iffy, but just like he's kind of become like famous and like mm. knows he's famous he's in a way. A little bit, I think. Mm. Have you seen that? famous casey neistat tweet where he talks about he was born in the wrong generation oh jesus yeah I yeah it's like i want to be born where i was like just old enough for world war one I, I, I would two. no i would sneak into world war one. Oh my fuck and then yeah you doing a tour in vietnam too i believe so good you don't want to be slacking which is a crazy thing to say is that you want to go through all there those must wars be people who've done all three it's got to be a small number we gotta know yeah. Has someone done all four, though, is what I want to know. What's number four? Uh, the Forgotten War, bro. Um, North Korea. Oh, Korea, yeah. Korea. I would imagine there's people, more people that have done one, two in Korea than yeah. one, two in Vietnam. That would be a crazy turnaround. Yeah. Because Vietnam is... When did that start? Like 60s? Yeah. Maybe late 50s? Yeah. So you'd be... Well into your fifties or sixties by the time Vietnam comes around, if you fought in World War One. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna find any intel on this. Just gonna be Casey Neistat. He's the only <laughs> yeah. one who did. Fuck North Korea. That's but an interesting. Casey, Casey produced Daddy Longlegs. So fuck. I was gonna say, and also I have an anecdote. When I was a child, I was watching one of his vlogs. Yeah. The only time I ever did that, I had headphones in both ears, and he did that effect where it like goes from one ear yeah. to the other this cool like transition yeah and it blew my mind it was the first time i'd ever experienced anything like that and i was just mystified so cool everyone in the comments was like dude go to this timestamp yeah trust me and i did and it was crazy oh my god it was a mind fuck he had a boosted board and he would ride around on his boosted board all the time my brother bought a boosted board because he really liked casey nice dad (laughs) i love that Um, the first time he used it he steps on it he hits the oh, gas no. like all the way. He falls off and he breaks his arm. Fuck, dude. my brother. Yeah, Is he yours now? <laughs> no, he sold it. Motherfucker, sold it for a profit. I, I don't really like electric skateboards that much. I, yeah, I prefer I've just going ridden, on my own. Uh, boosted board. I've ridden those like they used to call them hoverboards, but they have two wheels. Mm, yeah, those are fun as fuck. I've never ridden one of those. My friend had one, and I got quite good at it. And I would just yeah? even when wasted at his house, I would just rip Go. around on that bad boy. I'd like to try that. It seems fun. It was very fun. Jake always tells that story of doing a lot of mushrooms and then riding one of them and just <laughs> shit. Yeah, really I hard. imagine you would. Yeah. It seems like a terrible idea to get on. Yeah. Fun uh, time, so. Yeah. Shout out Casey. Shout, shout out, out the Casey. Safties. Shout out the Safties. And shout out New York. Shout out New York. Shout out Hustlers. Shout out Hustlers. Yeah. Red Deer or New York. Everywhere. Everywhere. Hustlers. You everywhere. Hustlers unite. <laughs> that's, that's us. 
that's us. We're hustling to get this out, even though yeah. I don't animate them anymore because that's too much work. Yeah, the fans are going to be pissed. I, I got think, a lot of hate mail. Yeah, Casey's like, oh my, you do some <sighs> new video every day. Yeah. Can't even do two. Well, they're like hour-long videos a week, but. They are. I was thinking about it for the last podcast. How, if I were to do animations, mm -hmm. I would need to do like, I think, five or six tracks because <sighs> it's, I'd have to do one for me, one for you, one for Graham. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then I have to do one for me and you, one for me and Graham, and then one for oh, you and Graham. All the permutations. And then, yeah, one yeah. for all three of us, and then one for Keegan. Oh, yeah. And so that's eight. That's actually oh, eight tracks. Keegan, so, Damn, that's a bitch. Yeah, so I was like, ah, that's way too much work. No, I'm not doing definitely. that for an hour. I'm not going to ask that of you. When we get a full-time editor. Yeah. Because it, it is like a full-time job, honestly. The first one took me five hours, and that was our shortest one. Because we on that grind. We on that grind, We're baby. Here. We're just pumping out two casts a week. Two no one week? else is doing this. Troy asked me what the name of the cast was. Oh, yeah? I should send him the cast, actually. Dude. So he asked yeah. me, and I said it was the Critter Pit Podcast, but it's just Critter Pit Podcast. That's, um, Drop the gram. I think Keegan says he watches these. Shout out, Keegan. We have a fifth subscriber as well. I'm not sure who that is. I've subs subscribed. Keegan Graham, you've subscribed. Yeah, so that's four, I think. Maybe Jake? Oh, yeah, maybe Jake. And Jake? Let's let's text Troy right now. Troy, subscribe, dude. I'm going to send You could ask like Troy for subscribe. a movie recommendation. I will. I'm just going to send him on Snapchat. Troy's a good guy. I do like Troy quite a lot. Good Shout presenter. out, Troy. Very good presenter. Ethan got an award. I'm joined here by award-winning <laughs> writer. Award. Well... Uh, kind of. It's an of. award. It's it's an award. Yeah. Not really an Oscar, but it's like. It's the first step. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a people. Run below. Yeah. Like, you know how people go, they go like Golden Globe and then Oscar. It's kind of like Agora, Golden Globe, Oscar. What's <laughs> that name for when uh, someone wins? An like, EGOT. An EGOT. <laughs> you, you're going to get an EGOTA. <laughs> yeah. It's an Agora. Yeah. <laughs> that is just Oscar, Emmy, Grammy. Grammy. Fuck me. Tony. Though. What's Tony's for? Uh, musicals. Dude, stop. I'm not kidding. Fuck, man. That's going to be tough. Because I hate music. So, Because mm. I think most of the EGOT people are music people. Because you can just write music for all those things. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Tony would be hard. You'd have to direct like a... Uh, Tone. It could be just a play, like a Broadway play. Oh. But that's hard. Tone. Tone. You get what I'm doing? Sopranos. Hey, Tone. Did you finish it yet? No. I'm on season... I just started season six. Okay. So we're getting there. It's getting very It's dreamy. getting done. Very, very dreamy, very I weird. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love how that show tackles social issues. Yep. Just through this fucked up through ducks. masculine rage. Yeah. I love it. Toxic masculinity isn't real, though. It is. Fake. That's our that's our stance on this podcast. We have two stances. Hustlers are everywhere. Hustlers, hustlers are stay, everywhere. Hustlers, stay hustlers unite. <laughs> yeah. Hustlers unite. And uh, toxic, toxic masculinity is fake. Yeah. It's a psyop. Yeah. I hope um, sarcasm comes through on. Sarcasm? Audio. Well, no. No. <laughs> Never. No, sarcasm. I don't know. I believe in cinema. I believe in Fellini. And I believe in Almar Cord. Yeah. I remember. Very cute film. If you were to make a movie like this, what year would you choose, like of your adolescence? 2000s of show. Well, that's your whole 
I meant like, is there like a specific grade that you'd be like, oh, there's like some notable events that you uh, can think of. God, I did not have that notable of a childhood, but it just that's depressing. I'm guessing that he threw together a lot yeah, from different years, but maybe elementary or middle, just mm-hmm. or I guess high school. It, it depends on the vibe you're going for. High school is that classic teenage hijinks. Yeah. But this feels more like that middle school vibes. A little bit. So maybe middle school. They're daydreaming about driving cars. Yeah. I like how the one guy, he's got a little bit of a character arc. He gets over the girl. He's like, fuck you. The main guy? (laughs) Not the main guy. Not Tita. Tita's friend. Um, Because Tita leaves with her in the end. Not leaves with her, but Mm -hmm. they're like, where's Tita? Yeah. And it's implied he went with them, sort of. I think so. I don't remember. But I, I was talking about the race car yeah. scene and the one, like the fat guy. Oh, I yeah. don't remember what his name is. Benito Mussolini. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. But he, at, when he was having his fantasy, he kind of was like, I don't need her anymore. Aw. I'm good shout enough for myself. Out. Aw, shout out. Dude. Shout out. Yeah. Shout the fuck out. It's such a cute film. I liked how they, um, like, represented they were having these flashbacks by just putting, like, focusing the light on them. Like, mm, the headlights. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool, just on the yeah. one character. It's it's such a well-made movie. It looks beautiful. I yeah. don't remember much of the score. Um, but it's I Nino, do actually remember. Nino, there was a lot of jazz. Nino Rota score. Yeah, but there was also, like, a lot of, like, popular jazz songs. Like, mm. Stormy Weather. They used that a okay. lot. Okay. Yeah, which is a very famous jazz song. Do sung you know that in what Nino Rota's done? No. Godfather. Oh, shout out. Yeah, they're great. Italy. They're like a big Italian composer. Yeah. They did like all of Fellini's stuff and then The Godfather. Godfathers. Do you know what the Godfather score is though? Could you <laughs> Should do that for her karaoke tonight. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I love it. It's very stringy. Mm-hmm. It's like plucking at strings, that, that theme. I got to rewatch The Godfather. Me too. I got to rewatch that one a long time. the first two. Are they in the collection? Huh. Yeah. It's always a balancing act with what is and isn't in the collection. Because it's between like quality and also like notoriety. Because I think a big part of it is how accessible are these? Oh, already, yeah. You don't want to put in. But then recently, and it's all like new films. Yeah. So it's like. Is but it a, they also do a ton of films like no one's ever heard of, so I think it's fine. People are bitching like, "Oh, they're doing Wally." I think Wally's fine. Well, yeah, like Wally's, Wally's, fine. Wally's great. Mm-hmm. I like how the director of it though had to like justify it so much. He yeah. published like a whole essay on really Stanton. Yeah, he talked a lot about how it's like um, a new spin on like slapstick and like mm. old. It, it's brilliant. Oh, Wally's great. Film, dude. I do think that it's worthy of the collection. Yeah. I, think I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, but I was very surprised to see that that got in so quick. Yeah. I don't know about stuff like that. But, like, when I you, haven't seen it, though, so I can't When you see it. movies like Parasite, that's a super recent film, but also it's a groundbreaking film. Yes. So you know you that it'll that be film, around for a while. It, it was groundbreaking. But when it's like the new Wes Anderson movie always like, gets in. It's like, fuck that guy. But I don't think French Dispatch... Fuck is yeah. that guy. But it probably will be. Fuck West Like Anderson. all of them are. Profanity warning, by the way. Yeah, it's my best. God. I'm going to have to make this one explicit as well. Yeah. No, I won't, though. Uh, yeah. It, like, that's an interesting thing to talk about, just where the collection goes too far. But mm-hmm. also, it's like it's like one release, you know? And we're still getting, like, 
And then there's two Michael Bay movies on here. A Pierce Pasolini box set. I do wonder, like, how they're chosen. Niche art house in there, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's, like, just employees were choosing it, or if it was, like, a big... round table. I think there is now, but I kind of get the sense at the beginning it was kind of just, like, what are your... I don't know. I think I've been looking at these as we've gone, and Grand Illusion makes sense. Mm -hmm. Very important. Seven Samurai, for sure. For sure. You can make a case for The Lady Vanishes. Because it's early work of a prominent director. Yeah. So I think that makes it an interesting His last British film. Yeah. But it's... Something like that. Like, you do have to kind of go through some hoops, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Some hoops. And this one, for sure. Belongs. Yeah, this one's incredible. Next one, 400 Blows. I'm sure that'll slap. Yeah. That's like just... It's our first French film of the... No. Oh, right. Yeah, Grand (laughs) Illusion. It's our first French New Wave. It'll be our first Grand French guest spot. You said he's going to watch the French movies with no subtitles and then also the Japanese (laughs) movies with no subtitles. Well, he's born five minutes away from both, so I trust him. Yeah. Just right in that little, like, dead zone between Japan and Quebec. Yeah, just like... (laughs) It, it, it's often not thought of. But yeah, people there's a, think there's of, a pocket. People think of Japan and Quebec as being on opposite sides of the world, but no, they're really not. Much closer than you'd imagine. Mu- five minutes, ten minutes apart, in fact. Mm. Yeah, and in that pocket, our lovely little ground Grand. come yep. up from. Yep. So shout out. Four hundred bulls. He'll be back next, next week or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Because yeah. we love Graham. Yeah, he's good. He said that he's going to buy a microphone he's, at some he's point. Buying us stuff. Also, I think I figured out a workaround because mm. the audio was so bad in the last episode, good. which I apologize for. But basically, what I'm going to do is have two different recording softwares going at the same time. Oh, shit. One with this, uh, like one with our setup and then one with okay. Rams. So we might have to mix it a little bit after. But It's a learning process. Exactly. Once we get a third microphone that connects to the mixer I have, then yeah. all will be good. But, yeah. Again there. Shout yeah. out. What did you think about this film's poster? Um, the Criterion I, version. I am. I don't. Is the poster the one that's like, it's like hand drawn, like sort of. I really like the title card. I love the font. Yeah, it fits perfectly but with the movie. That Criterion cover. Let me look at it. I haven't seen it. Uh, it sucks. I hate. I do, Does I it? I do not like it. Is it better or worse than the RoboCop one? Because I think of that one as kind of being the worst. I just think it's kind of ugly. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it is ugly. Yeah, the, and the weird I, I think, is it his on purpose? Because the people are kind of like grotesque caricatures. Yep. And I guess they cartoony. are in the film. But Everyone's kind of gross. This one with the blue font is way better. Look at this And they one. have all the characters I love as this well. One. Yeah, that one's great as well. All the characters? I like the boat in the background of the Criterion one, though. Yeah, oh, it's in there, this yeah. one as well, though. Because I love all the characters. Uncle Tio, the police, the, the blind, the uh, narrator. Uh, I don't know. The, the woman. <laughs> Just a poster like this captures hang this that film much better. I would definitely hang the poster to this movie. Yeah. Not the Criterion one. but Dude, the scene where they're like playing snowballs and it starts snowing. And yeah. The they're all flies. hitting her butt. <laughs> yeah. Just going snowball. crazy. Then the peacock just flies in. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful... What does the peacock mean? It must mean just like the <laughs> farthest hopes, you know? The mm-hmm. biggest dreams. Yeah. Just like pure fantasy, pretty much. And then as a kid, right, like it's all achievable, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all it's, it's all just, real. It's a, just a bird flying through. Exactly. Know? It's as tangible and real and touchable as yep. that. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. So fantastical. Yeah. 
Would you buy this Criterion? Yes, 100%. I would like to, but that cover's so ugly. It ruins it for yeah. you? <laughs> I'm a big aesthetic guy, and it's too and just ugly. put it in the collection, you know? Just see the side. Because I love uh, the title. True. Like, I love the font. But, like, if... Uh, the cover's too ugly for me. What's your favorite cover? Of of the ones so far, just ranking Ooh. the cover. Well, Seven Samurai, probably. Grand Illusion. Grand Illusion does have a pretty sick Or cover. Lady Vanishes. My two least favorite, but they're covers. They both have striking reds. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful covers. I would like to own this. Just cause, no, I'd like to own the box set. Cause yeah. It's in the box set. There we go. Yeah. The box set is great. And it doesn't and you can watch all the other ones. Yeah. I was thinking about buying the box set last sale. But then Dude, I bought the sale, trilogy. 100 bucks, half off. Done. Done Easy. deal. Yeah. Done deal. That or the Wong Kar Wai one. Because that's a director I want to get into. I haven't even heard that name before. Wong Kar Wai. I don't know if I pronounced it right. He's a Hong Kong director. He did In the Moon for In the Mood for Love. Okay. Fallen Angels. He looks cool. Like just very cool aesthetic. Digital slickness. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We talked about Hong Kong filmmakers in mm, class today. Fuck, man. But like so briefly. I like we barely touched on it. You talk about Wong. No, she she basically all she said was like Hong Kong is separate from China, but also kind of not really. Shout out. So <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, pretty much that's Damn. all we talked about because we just people spent so long talking about um, slashers and yeah. horror movies, which is and everybody's no got a horror movie story. No Cronenberg. None mentioned. What the fuck? He's not a slasher guy. He's like the king of horror, though. Yeah, but nah, she, not the king. She the wanted... king of body horror. Yeah. Who's the king of horror? Carpenter? John Carpenter? Mm, that's a really tough one. To... He started the like slasher. Well, other than Psycho. Yeah. That's a I real think we have to exclude one. Hitchcock because he's just. Probably Jason Blum. <laughs> Should just end the podcast yeah. right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would love hang. to say Cronenberg. He's just. He does it. He's so incredible, well. but I think, I think with horror, king. you kind of have to look at, like I think, popularity a little bit. Maybe yeah. Wes Craven. Like, I don't really like Wes no. Craven that much. Wait, what has he done besides Scream? He did The Hills Have Eyes. He did um the Freddy movies. Ah, Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. Which, those are very popular. Carpenter did Halloween. Carpenter did Halloween, The Thing. Fuck. Right, he's awesome. He is awesome. And Carpenter did the score for those as well. He did. That's pretty iconic. Yeah. Can't Carpenter dun, and Cronenberg share dun, the title? Dun, dun, yeah. Kings of horror. They're all kings of horror. Cronenberg's a king. Yeah. We also briefly, they talked a lot about um, how the 80s were so, even though the, the, there's like a rise in like kind of pretty violent movies, but the rise in conservatism yeah. and how it's just like Which is the first person to have sex is the first person to paradox. die. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, it makes a lot of sense. Fanfare popular films with like raunchy subject but with this little conservative message it's and really, they're all they're like really violent right it's you know fascinating it's, we're like sense. in effect how conservative even are they yeah exactly because <laughs> like the final girl trope i i didn't even know about that and i've seen plenty slasher films yeah with like the untouched virgin being the one to survive yeah but you just hadn't thought about that not really no yeah i definitely me and my friends would talk about oh they're having sex she's gonna die interesting yeah, because um, I think a lot of progressive people really love slasher films. Like, yeah, women love women love horror and slasher films, especially on Letterbox. Okay, uh, well, apparently there's such a thing as Cronin babes. I like that, but 
But Cronenberg, he's not, he doesn't feel conservative to me. Oh, no, that's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point. Where yeah. I've seen a, a big, strong love for horror from women. Okay. And all that slasher stuff. So my thought is how much of that is coming through? Yeah. How much? Seems, I don't think. It's, it's almost like a trope at this point where it's lost all that, any political meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, also, it feels like the political meaning is just kind of there to get like the movies like yeah. put out more. It, it's because it's, it's a, like it's really interesting. It's so like like most of these horror movies don't even really need a plot. Yeah, especially like the first Halloween movie. Yeah, like it. It's like nothing. Seen no it. plot. It's. I really do like the first Halloween film. I'm planning on binging through a lot of those franchises this summer. Yeah, because I haven't seen a lot of franchises like no Halloween, no Nightmare, no Terminator. None of that. Scream. Really want to scream. One scream. One scream. One scream down. Really want to watch the Terminator films. Those seem. Yeah, I've only seen T two. T two. Yeah. One of the rare. That's the best ones. I've heard where the sequel is better. Yeah. Godfather two. Godfather two. Empire Strikes Back. Empire. Yeah. Um. Psycho. Is Psycho a sequel? Oh, Psycho two. (laughs) Yeah. And three and four. Let's not forget about those ones. Yeah. The thing. Sing. Yeah. Sing. Sing that. 2 is incredible. Sing Kung Fu Panda. Oh, are we going to do a recommendation today? Sure. Who should we call? Oh, wait. Did Troy respond? Troy didn't respond oh, yet. dude. So. Troy, you're losing your rec spot. Yeah. We call Matt, I bet. Matthew. He's on yeah. the phone. He, he will be. Okay. All reliable. All reliable. He'll pick up right away. He won't have seen. Well, what do you think? Will he have seen this movie? Maybe. We'll Maybe. See. I'm our court, 1973. Yeah. Federico Fellini. We're calling him on Snapchat. Yeah. Fun little ringtone. Hello? Hello. You're on the Critter Pit. What's up, Matthew? Am I? Yeah. Right now. What's up? We're wondering if you've seen the movie uh, MR Chord. No, I have not. Great All right. We would recommend it. And then we're wondering if you have a film recommendation for the audience. Yeah. Uh, probably um, Eyes Without a Face. Or... <laughs> Great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I did to Jake the first time. I, I like... <laughs> you would say it more. He had no, one. you get one recommendation. <laughs> Poor Matthew. No, he, I'll, I'll, I'll it's great. I'll apologize to him later. I'll apologize right now. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. I, I said thanks to him. <laughs> that was so savage, Samuel. Great I, film, though. I, I just face. I think that we should do that for all the calls, though. Just like, question, question, done. Yeah. When they're a guest, like Matt will be a guest. Yeah. And he can, he'll, yeah, he'll be able to talk more. But. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes Without a Face, though. Great film. French horror I haven't film. seen it. I had it downloaded on my phone for a long time. Watch that on the bus. Yep. It's I was going to watch it on the bus. It's a great little creepy little film. Creepy, creepy film. Um, I think Michael Sarah talked about that movie on his Criterion okay. closet, and he said, I'm, "I think it was him that his dad um was like, I once saw this movie. It's the scariest movie of all time. It's this French movie about a surgeon." And then Michael Sarah eventually found it. And he's like, yeah. "It was this movie," and his dad was like, "No, no, no, it wasn't this one." <laughs> he's like, "No, it had to have been this. Yeah. There's no way it's nah. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure it was different." I cannot wait to tell fun anecdotes like that when I'm in the closet. You too.
I cannot wait. I'm gonna. I all I'm gonna say is like, oh, on the podcast on about the this pod. episode. <laughs> we had a great little. We had a great discussion. Yeah, just fucking riveting. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say I'm. Just, I picked this movie. Listen to the podcast about it. So it's 666. <laughs> yeah. Incredible app. Great app. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything. Great app. Just, just everyone. Great app. Outstanding. <laughs> great pod. One of my favorite episodes. Great guest. Graham was just going off. <laughs> I'm going to go through every single movie in the collection. Yeah. Oh, this was a great app. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to them and be like, don't edit this. I know you heavily yeah. edit these videos. Don't Letterbox edit mine. Letterboxd that too at the end of it yeah because it's all about letterbox followers. it's all about that it's all about that clout dude my uh, 21 nice. jump street review went off yeah ended up with i think seven likes oh pretty good damn. most of those were from non-followers damn dude yeah just fucking living yep of course that movie was in the news because it uh cured yeah. kanye's anti-semitism dude you're riding the <laughs> algorithms i did yeah, yeah i just riding the way <laughs> We should have done that. We should have just gone to, like, yeah. what movie's in the news right now. <laughs> just fucking, like, yeah. maxing out our followers. I have a question about the next episode. Yeah. So 400 blows we could do, but we're going to be watching The Killing in Class, mm. or The Killer. This tomorrow? Yeah. And that's eight? Yeah. Mm. Should we know. bank that one? Because we could record it and bank it. We could. We very well could. Because if we're just going to watch it anyway. And it's oh, so close. Dude, the continuity's all gonna get. Well, we won't. We won't post it. Yeah, until yeah. No, then, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I like it, but it's gonna be a bit of a tenant situation. Exactly, it will be tenant. We're gonna be time travel. We can we can do some inside jokes. We can like set it up oh, in that, and then we'll just pay it off in the one before. Okay, we're gonna set up a story. Right? Yeah, this is for dedicated listeners. We're yeah, I'm gonna set up like this this crazy story in episodes. Five, six, seven. Okay. And then when an eight comes out, we're going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All these things are coming together. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> even make sense. No, it'll make perfect sense. Uh, the only weird, like, nobody's going to know that we recorded, well, other than the fact that we're saying yeah. it. But if no, you were no to, one listens this if you were to just listen to four, five, six, seven, because that's when the pod's going to, or sorry, yeah. what, we're on four now. So, no, yeah. if you were just listening to five, six, seven. This is the normal seven, continuity. Five, six, seven is when. I think it's going to explode. Yeah. Everybody's going to start Everyone's listening to listening. it. Nobody's going to listen to the old episodes. The world's on us. Yep. After this app. We're going to drop out of film school because yeah. people in the we, comments are going to be like, you already know everything yeah. you need to know. <laughs> you know everything, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Just start recording more podcasts. You're smarter than 99.9% <laughs> of people. <laughs> yeah. That's a little callback. That's uh, facts. Yeah. All you critter, critters out there. Yep. Stay out there hustling, in the pit. guys. Stay hustling. And... Toxic masculinity isn't real. Fake. Fake Boo. news. Boo. It's not what this movie's about at all, but Yeah. We got we got pretty sidetracked. Yeah. It's a great film. It's a great film. I, I would recommend it to everybody. Eight out of ten. I gave it a nine. Probably gonna be a nine. Yeah. Still I was thinking about giving it a ten. It's Ooh. it's all it's all over the place, but like in the best way. Yeah. In my mind. It's awesome. It's a fractured memories. Shut exactly. Up yeah great way to put it fractured memories because some scenes just end and you're like yeah. well we're never gonna pick that up again just a half thought yeah and it starts and you're like <laughs> you have no idea who you're gonna be following or if there will be main characters yeah. yeah uh yeah shout out fellini sick fucking film definitely gonna watch more of his mm-hmm. his films could use some sick body horror though yeah he's no cronenberg he's not cronenberg <laughs> that's all i'll say yeah 
be cool to see a Cronenberg movie like this. Oh it's like God. in just like grimy Toronto. I just want a fucking surrealist like dreamscape, but with Cronenberg body horror. How sick would that That'd be? That'd be crazy. That's I feel like that's like a Lynch movie. I know. That's that's journey. like Mulholland Drive. Oh, I gotta watch Mulholland. Yeah. That's on the collection. Yes, it is. That's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand hundy. episodes. Double hundy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. We'll get there. We're hustling. We're already on four. We're already on four. They said we wouldn't get past one. Yeah. So. That's what everybody was saying. Everyone's like, those guys. They don't have it in them. Depth. They way don't have it. They don't in have them. it in them to talk about movies yeah. twice a week. But here we are. Here we are just proving the haters wrong. Fuck the haters. Hustlers unite. Hustlers unite. Let's get it. All right. I feel like this Let's cast has it. ended like six times. It probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, critters.